Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Larry. Welcome to Manipod, a podcast dedicated to men over 50. Brought to you by Manipause.com. Hi, everybody. We're here today with Hilda Fogelson. She is an escapee from Nazi Germany. She's 95 years young, and we're going to get her story. So, Hilda, why don't you tell us how all this came about, how you had to leave your home in Germany and, and escape? Well, uh, things got kind of worse and worse uh, for Jewish people in Germany. And uh, I'm born in 26, and Hitler came to power in 1933, so I was pretty young, but I was like a little kid. And my father realized uh, we couldn't live there anymore, but uh, so the most important to him was to get the children out. And there were a lot of people like him, and they started this kinder transport, and uh, you had to be toilet trained, otherwise <laughs> they wouldn't take you. Okay. And you c could not be more than 17. And how did that work? I mean, you did you meet at a train station and then get taken? How did that happen? Well, then uh, they told my folks uh, where to take us, I guess. And uh, all we could carry was one suitcase. And, you know, I was sort of a spoiled kid. <laughs> I never had to do much. So here I was supposed to carry this big suitcase. They weren't like now on wheels, you know. Mm -hmm. You had to carry them. And uh, somehow... I managed, and my older sister, Eva, she's four years older. Uh, she's not alive anymore, but we were always very close, and she uh, helped me. And when you arrived in the UK, uh, were you taken to a relative's house, or did they have a foster care? Mm, yeah, what, what my, uh, my father's brother, uh, Uncle Leo, we called him, uh, he lived in London. And, uh, but his wife said, I'm not taking in any kids. She didn't want to work so hard. I don't blame her, really. So my uh, uncle said, we'll put you in a boarding school. And, you know, I, I couldn't say no. So I was lucky to be there. Mm -hmm. And did you stay there throughout the war? No, we actually lived in 1940 and came to the United States. That's another big story. We came on a convoy of 64 ships. Wow. And uh, we were the only passengers. The others were all uh, from England to here empty. And here they were filled with arms to fight in World War II. Wow. And did your parents escape as well? And did they yeah. get to England? How much after? Uh, you got there. How much longer was it before they got there? Uh, I don't really remember exactly, but we we all came together to the United States, and the, the, it had already been in Europe, but we came in 1940, and Pearl Harbor was 1941. Wow. So we got here before, but uh, we already had to cross the Atlantic in a convoy. 
And you mentioned something to us before we started about the number of ships that you saw get sunk and you, yeah. you saw torpedoes in the water. Yeah, we saw a lot of ships sink. And on my uh, ship were 64 children, English children. The parents sent them to the United States and they had been before and they were sunk, but somehow they were saved. And here they were on their second voyage. Uh, I don't know how, having been a parent, how you can do that, yeah. but they did. Yeah. They saved those kids. Wow. And today, with what's going on in the world, with Ukraine and fighting for their lives and, and Russian Russia coming in and, and taking over and bombing Ukraine and killing people, innocent people. But this is no this is no surprise to you, is it? Well, it's a pretty scary if you ask me. And uh, you you don't want that to happen, you know. But you, like I say, you have to adjust to the times and get along the best you can. So now you spend time talking to young people about, uh, about your ordeal and about the Holocaust and, and that sort of thing. Is that well, correct? Uh, the Burbank School System, they have a wonderful program that not too many like it. And they ask uh, uh, people like me to come and talk to the school kids. And uh, I always... Uh, it's, it's kind of upsetting for me, but I feel we should do it because there are so many people who are denying the Holocaust, and there are very few of my age alive, or if they are alive, they're not quiet with it. So, like you. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. not so much either. Ask my sons. <laughs> <laughs> now you were a school teacher. Correct. You were you taught at school. Yeah, I was a teacher. I taught at Lanisha B. Weems. <laughs> that was uh, the principal's name. She had died, and they named the school for her. And it was on Thirty uh, Seventh and Vermont, a, a huge school. Uh, I there were, I think, seven first grade classes and. I had one of them. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I and you've always had, lived out here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really, uh, I, I, I must say I enjoyed teaching, although I quetched around a <laughs> lot. How long did you teach? Uh, 25 years. Mm. I actually did 30. I did some substituting, but uh, that didn't count for the pension. But I taught 25 years, the same first grade. <laughs> so how do you stay so young? You know, one of the, one of the thing, things our menopause audience is always worried about is getting older and, and how to move on and how to stay passionate and how to stay youthful like you are. What do you do? What's your secret? Well, I think it's really important to exercise. And that's, uh, I know Herbie too. And we walk every day at Lake Hollywood it's a reservoir here, and you can walk around uh, on the inside. How long of a walk is that? It's a, uh, if you go all the way around, it's three and a half miles. Wow. But I don't do that anymore. How far do you go? I go about a mile, I would say. That's pretty good. 
and it's really nice and that's how I know Billy too mm. and um, it's it's just a beautiful place Lake Hollywood shouldn't talk so much then people will come there <laughs> <laughs> when when you came to America and you obviously went through Ellis Island correct is that where you you went through the New York Ellis Island we, we landed in Boston oh in Boston okay because of the war already we could not go across the Atlantic we had to go way north and then come down the coast and uh, at my my t my uncle or cousins somebody met us and uh, they were my whole family and they were gonna uh, split us up they were the Jewish uh, community that some ladies you know I never seen anybody so dressed up and makeup and everything. they they were going to put us in different homes and my father said no we are going we've been separate enough we're going to be together and so they said okay Mr. Anchor, that's what you want to do. And he found a hotel. Uh, it was like a whorehouse. Oh. <laughs> we don't know, you know. Was that intentional on his part, you think, or no? Because it was cheap, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> My father, he didn't have much money. Everywhere we went, he would say, I'm a poor refugee. I was so embarrassed, mm. you know. But uh, when we got to uh, Colorado Springs, my father had a kidney stone. And fi finally you pass it, but you, it takes a while. So my dad said, well, we have to stay here in Colorado Springs, a huge hotel. There's a pool, you know. Wow. And, and I said, how, how are we going to pay for this? You know? <laughs> and, my father said, I'm a poor refugee. <laughs> and the guy, they were so nice, they yeah. let us stay. Oh. And then my father finally passed the kidney stone and back on the Greyhound bus. <laughs> to, to Los Angeles? Yeah. Wow. What, what, why Los Angeles? Oh, because my father had uh, uh, two brothers here, three, three brothers there were. And... Uh, we looked, you know, awful, having traveled, and I didn't have a haircut or whatever. And people would say, so where are you going, dear? I would say Beverly Hills. Ah. <laughs> I didn't know it was such a rich area. But my uncle Arthur, he lived in Beverly Hills, and uh, I went to Beverly High School. Oh, and uh, I was very misplaced. Because these were, you can imagine, mm -hmm. rich girls, yeah. and they had beautiful clothes. But uh, f then f my dad right away went to Van Nuys, and he stayed with a, uh, in a house next door, later became our farm. Oh yeah, you had a farm, huh? Yeah, what kind of animals farm. did you have there? Yeah, we had a lot of chickens. And we also had a cow. <laughs> In Van Nuys. Bet Betsy. <laughs> and did Van you have a duck? 
Hmm? Didn't you have a duck? Have a, a duck? A duck. Oh, yeah. We had a duck, Pedro. <laughs> Pedro the duck. And we had a geese. Geese are just like dogs. You know, anybody came on the farm, they would hiss at them. But it was uh, very weird. I was the only Jewish girl in the whole Van Nuys High School. And then there was a Jewish boy, Ronnie Greenberg, and he was obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't let him see this. Right. Otherwise, he could get very mad. <clears throat> I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, so, well, you've had a fascinating life, and you're doing good work teaching kids uh, about the Holocaust. You know, you're young and healthy and active. What do you want to do for the next 10 years? Me? <laughs> uh, well, I hope I'll be with Herbie. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to marry him. <laughs> well, we Have you gone so. back to Germany since you well, left? I've gone back several times, and... Uh, I know um, I've given talks in Berlin, and but you know, uh, for me it's hard to just manage in uh, Studio City. <laughs> well, I, thank you so much for sharing your story yes. and for being part of history and and for teaching children about you know and, history and and what you went through and and what to avoid in the future is, you know, what's happening now is just, it's history does repeat itself, unfortunately. And Thank both of you. All right. <laughs>